Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel, streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app. Biggest winners and losers from week one of the NFL season next on Fantasy Football Today in five. Welcome to FFT in five. I'm Chris Towers. I'm here with Adam Azer. And before we get to the biggest winners and losers, unfortunately, we had a serious injury on Sunday. J.K. Dobbins likely done for the season with a ruptured Achilles. This is the second season ending injury he suffered in his four years in the NFL. It's just especially bad timing for him because it really seemed like he was set for a breakout season. I think he was he had played 80% of the snaps in the first half, had a 20% target share. Like he was getting the work that we were hoping he was going to be and Adam I I get it we're going to be adding Gus Edwards and Justice Hill. Who do you prefer in that backfield and do you really think either of them has RB2 upside? So Gus Edwards I, I think I prefer Gus Edwards. Yeah. He barely played until the injury, and then he mm-hmm. was he got eight carries, including a two-point conversion. Justice Hill was involved near the goal line, but no, I don't. I, I think this is going to be like another Devontae Freeman situation, mm-hmm. Latavius Murray. Gus Edwards, though, I mean, has been a much better rusher than those guys. I mean, Gus yes. Edwards is a five-yards-per-carry guy, so he, what he doesn't do ever is catch the ball. Yeah, that's the problem. So I, I looked it up. He had 11 games with 15 or more carries in his career. He's averaged 87 rushing yards per game. Yeah. in those games. Despite that, he's only averaging 12.6 PPR points per game in the in the 11 games where he has 15 plus carries in his career. It's just he's a even if he gets, you know, a 15 carry role, which I don't think he would. I think they'll probably add Melvin Gordon from the practice squad or, or one of the Leonard Fournette or Kareem Hunt remaining free agents. Even if he gets that, I think you're still hoping for a touchdown every week. Yep. Yeah, you are. Uh, it's unfortunate. I just don't think they're going to have a great running game, you know, and hopefully it, it benefits the passing game. And yeah. I like Zay Flowers, who was electric today, but it, yeah, he was terrific. They're they're not the number one waiver wire priority. It's not even close. No, not at all. I would say Gus Edwards is the number three running back on waivers. I would go Kenneth Gainwell and then Kyron Williams, but I think you could flip Gainwell and Williams. Um, really like the way Williams was used. It was. Basically, he was kind of the lead rusher until the fourth quarter. It was 11 carries heading into the fourth quarter for him, 10 for Cam Akers. Now, obviously, he's going to get all the passing downs. Who would you rather have between Gainwell, Williams, and Gus Edwards? I would say Gainwell. I mean, there was no split. He was the only guy. I'm not sure that's going to continue. We have to... I'm not ready to start him necessarily in week two that way, but he's a must-add, must-roster guy. Uh, Rashad Penny, a healthy scratch, and DeAndre Swift getting, what, three touches in the game? Yeah. Three touches, whatever it was. So I would say Gainwell. Um, 
it's interesting. Do they just bench Cam Akers? He had such a great finish last year. I think there's still a split. It's, it's a terrible day for Cam Akers, but uh, fantasy value. But I don't think Kyron Williams is a must start or anything like that. Uh, Gainwell, Williams, Gus for me. You know who is my top priority for the waiver wire? I wrote about it on the week uh, two early waiver wire column. You can find it in the Fantasy Football Today newsletter. Find it on CBSSports.com. I am all in on Puka Nakua. This is, I didn't have a lot go right for me in week one. We were touting Isaiah Likely pretty hard yes. in the pregame show. That didn't go well. But Puka Nakua, 15 targets, 10 catches, 119 yards. And honestly, it could have been an even better game. He had two drops. He had one that could have been a touchdown, but Matthew Stafford just overthrew him. I thought, you know, the, there was a lot of talk in, in Rams camp about how much they liked him. His after the catch abilities in college were really impressive, even though he slipped in the draft, not a great athlete. It just felt like if anyone was going to be a Cooper Cup replacement, it would be him. And with Matthew Stafford at QB, defenses are always going to have to respect the deep ball. It's going to give Puka Nikola a lot of room underneath. He's not going to catch 10 passes every week. He's not Cooper Cup. But he's the biggest winner in, in week one. I think he deserves to be rostered pretty much everywhere after this kind of showing. Adam, who's a big winner for you? And if you want to add anything about Pukunakua, please <laughs> add to the Pukunakua love. Don't say anything negative. I know. I just think it's a tough call. I think you definitely take him over Gus Edwards. I don't know. Not over Gainwell on the waiver wire. And then mm -hmm. it's pretty much very close between Kyron Williams and Pukunakua. Uh, if I knew when Cooper Cup was coming back, that might help inform my decision. But uh, yeah, there are a lot of winners. I'll go with Ken Walker in that same game. Sure. Now, the Seahawks were just horrible. They had the ball for fewer than 21 minutes in this game. They got crushed at home by the Rams, and they were they were favored by four and a half points. Uh, but he was not sharing with Zach mm -hmm. Charbonnet. Now, they didn't have a short yardage goal line situation, so I don't know what that would be. But I believe very strongly in the talent of Ken Walker. And if he's going to have you know 75% of the carries then I think he's going to have a really big year. Let's pivot over to the, the losers, the negative side. And, and I'm going to focus on Rashad White. I think there are a handful of options. Christian Kirk looks like a big loser coming out of this week. 64% snap share. I'm going to focus on Rashad White, who got the work that we were hoping for. I mean, what, 17 of 24 running back carries for the Buccaneers in a game that they actually won, surprisingly. The problem was, according to NFL Next Gen Stats, he was negative 38 yards over expected. That's kind of a weird stat, but it would have been tied for the fourth worst showing in the entire 2022 season by running back. This was my concern with Rashad White was that, yes, he might open the season as the RB1 for the Buccaneers. Is he good enough to hang on to that job? Or was this like a Mike Davis in Carolina type of situation? Yeah. Or not Mike yeah. Davis in Atlanta kind of situation where, hey, he's got no competition for touches. Does that matter if he's not good? I, I That's my worry with Rashad White. Oh, he's the most likely to be Miles Gaskin and Mike Davis. For yeah, sure. that's, so, yeah, that's the other one, yeah. Bad start for him. Loser for me would be, uh, I was going to say Dallas Goddard, but I, he'll be fine. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, Falcons passing game. Um, <laughs> you know, 18 pass attempts. Everyone but Algier, because Bijan obviously had a really good game, but you don't want to rely on him making a ridiculous play to score a receiving yeah, Only 10 carries. And he didn't get the goal line work. Mm -hmm. And Algier got in twice. And that sucks. And they won. And that sucks too. You yeah. Well, like I, will, I will point out, Algier's second touchdown, I think he got them, uh, Robinson got them down to the four with a 21-yard 21 yard run. And then he came out. It might have just been a, hey, he was gassed in a different situation. He'd be there. But Arthur Smith, everything about it for fantasy is concerning. Yeah. 
I know. 18 pass attempts is really bad. Yeah. London with the goose egg and Pitts with may as well have been. I know he had a long catch. So I yeah, I'm on red alert there. And honestly, I don't I don't know. You got to look at are they going to have to throw more? They're not going to want to. Mm-hmm. I can't say that Drake London or Kyle Pitts is a must start at this point. I I think Kyle Pitts might be because he's a tight end who can hit a big play. But yeah, I, I've been skeptical of London. He's been a wide receiver three for me since the draft season. And and I I have to imagine he'll be ranked in my top 36. I haven't done it yet, but he won't be high. He'll be close to 36 at best for me for week two. And yeah, it's concerning for Atlanta that that didn't really change when we hoped it would. So that wasn't great. And that's going to do it for FFT and five. We'll be back tomorrow with a full breakdown of week two's waiver wire. We'll see you then. Paramount Plus and the National Park Foundation present A Mountain of Zen. Are you still listening? Good. Take a deep breath. You needed a break. This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount Plus. So, yes, you can literally stream a stream. Paramount Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation.